Welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. ChargeHub is the largest network-independent, community-driven EV charging app, helping over 1 million annual users find all public charging stations in the U.S. and Canada, check their availability, and pay for their charging with a single account. ChargeHub launched its interoperability hub, the Passport Hub, to support the EV industry to easily interconnect and enable large-scale roaming to drivers. Download the app today to improve your EV experience. We're here for another episode of Clean Tech Talk. I'm Zach Shahan, CEO of Clean Technica. And joining us today is Mason Ford. He is Director of Sustainability and Equipment Services at Skanska USA Civil. He's got some exciting electrification news that we're going to dive into. But as a start, let's just get a little background on on who Skanska is and also uh, your background, Mason. Sure. So Skanska USA Civil is a uh, part of Skanska USA. We are a, a self-performed builder of infrastructure, large infrastructure projects, roads, highways, bridges, airports, treatment facilities, water, wastewater, transit projects, rail lines, just about anything in terms of infrastructure built out of you know, concrete and steel and mechanical systems. We're engaged in that. Yeah, and you've been with the with the firm for a while, I take it. I've been with with Skanska for twenty three years. I'm working on twenty four right now. Um, Not too bad, a little a little beyond my fifteen, but you know, it's uh, it's all a blur after five, isn't it? So. <laughs> it really, it really is, and things change so quickly. It's uh, like yeah, thing about every five or ten years. Yeah, different eras, right? Yeah. So, so you must be clearly aware of the le- uh, the electrification of of all kinds of transport, but what we don't see much is electrification of heavy equipment. And this is where, frankly, I don't have much expertise. I don't have much experience. So the news you brought to me, I found very exciting, but I don't know much about it. So we're going to basically be learning a lot from you here. But yeah, tell us, you, you have a kind of breakthrough electrification project in, in Los Angeles and California. Can you tell us what's going on there? Sure, sure. And maybe maybe just a little bit of history on on this particular development. Skanska has some goals for carbon. Obviously, we're a leader in the world at, at uh, reducing our carbon footprint. It's important to our company. It's important to our people. Obviously, it's important to the environment right now. And um, we've made some strides to uh, take on hybrid vehicles and electric vehicles largely over the last 15 years. One of the shortcomings has been, though, the electrification or reduction of, of carbon emissions from heavy equipment. It, it represents a lot of challenges. And prior to this, there'd been, you know, the, there's there's availability of smaller excavators, what we call mini excavators and skid steer loaders that run on like a 48-volt system and don't really compare to the internal combustion engine models where the smaller units don't have air conditioning for the operator, things like that. Whereas this new breakthrough or this Volvo uh, EC230 we're utilizing here in Los Angeles is it's a full-size excavator. It does real work. It it has all the real 
creature comforts, uh, air conditioning in the cab. It performs like a, uh, a, a I'm say a regular internal combustion, 20 metric ton type machine. Yeah, and it says here that this is the the largest electric excavator of its kind. And yeah, as you said, designed to have the same capabilities as a diesel excavator. Can you tell us a little bit more about this product? Is it Has it been on the market for long? Is it used? Do you know if it's been used uh, in similar projects, but not from Skanska? Or uh, what do you know? So, so this particular product actually isn't on the, isn't on the market uh, where you could commercially okay. acquire it today. It had been launched late last year. We, we've got the uh, identical unit in Sweden right now that we've been using for about nine months in a, in a very similar kind of application. All, lots of good news on it. You know, good news is that it performs just like a, a a typical internal combustion engine machine with some, let's call it proper uh, charging. It's able to last through a shift. It has other byproducts where it doesn't produce any noise. In addition to the, you know, the, let's, let's say the global greenhouse gas reduction, you also have at the point of the tailpipe, which is really important in a place like Los Angeles where, yes. where pe- people are on the street. I mean, there's traffic. There's pedestrians, there's people living, you know, close to the project. And if, you know, we can produce that electricity 200 miles away, uh, either, you know, near the coast or in a, you know, hydro or solar panels, then we bring in the electricity and the the emissions on the site are zero. And that's that's really important to the environment. Yeah. And with normal like electric cars and trucks, you know, drivers often appreciate the lack of vibration, the lack of uh, that they're smoother. I don't know how much that would be relevant with an excavator where you're, 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 you're digging into the ground anyway. So but is are there any of those kind of benefits as well for users or or it's not really noticeable because of the work that's being done? Absolutely. It's it's actually one of the things we call a detriment even is that it, it's so smooth and so quiet that we consider it potentially dangerous because it'll move and swing without making noise. It isn't, it isn't right. moving a lot of air around. It's typically an excavator. You, you know, when they're moving, cause you can feel the vibration from you know a hundred feet away and you can right. hear them. And this one uh, is not the case. Well, it's a, actually, especially the case with bus drivers, where bus drivers who switched to electric buses, they were very appreciative that they felt less fatigued after a full day of driving because of less vibration. That's got to be the same here. I mean, to some extent. Sure, sure. I mean, we, we've we been utilizing this one in LA for a week, so we don't have a lot of great findings <laughs> other, other than it is performing as expected. It is, uh, we're making it through a shift without uh, depleting the battery. We are... Currently, probably um, babying it a little bit and making sure we keep it charged. But so far, the results are that it's performing well. It's loading trucks, you know, uh, like like an internal combustion model, and it's um, making it through the shift. And so, it's actually an interesting project that you're using it for because it's uh, it's an extension of Los LA's Metro Purple D line, if I understand correctly, extension transit project. So. It's uh, it's supporting cleaner trans transportation, clean transit. Is that electric? Is that an electric line? It, it is. It is that that'll be um, 
uh, same, same thing, electric electric transit, so you have no emissions at the, the point of uh, contact. Hello, cleantech enthusiasts. If you enjoy cleantech talk and cleantechnica, please consider pitching in a few dollars a month at cleantechnica.com slash support. That's cleantechnica.com slash support, where you can sign up in seconds with a credit card, pitch in a few dollars a month or whatever you like. Some people actually contribute $100 a month to help us cover climate change and clean tech and try to help the world one word at a time. Thank you. So I'm curious, what else? Is there anything comparable like on the market? Have Did you have any, did you search around and look at different options or did you just, you know, you knew this was the only real thing available for what you needed and this is, and you got it? Well, there's there are so we we have relationships. Volvo is a great partner, but we obviously we have relationships with Caterpillar and Deere and Komatsu and all of the major manufacturers, including some of the extreme products that have in the last couple of years come up with electric options. Some of them are commercially available, some not. This is the first one that's of this size that we've been able to put our fingers on though and really really get a feel for. We, you know, th- there's there's some other, you know, complications with with uh, construction equipment being battery powered, whereas this this particular unit of the 20 metric ton machine is it's kind of a midsize excavator. the The mining industry has used, you know, electric machines for you know for a long a long time, where they've got something in a fixed environment and they're able to tether an electric cable to it and utilize it that way yeah there's some gigantic mining trucks that we cover from time to time which are fascinating but but yeah i I don't recall ever coming across an electric excavator like this exactly and there's there's similar machines coming out into the market that are even loaders four-wheel front-end loaders of similar size and you know we think the, the battery Power is is certainly a viable option for those. So so Skanska has spent quite a bit of time over the last fifteen years working with the industry and and pushing for better solutions. Yeah, I think the. Go ahead. I'd say there's just there's some limitations. You know, I go back a few years where we were really looking for domestic manufacturers in the U.S. to build some battery powered larger machines similar to this one, and the the reality of it is in many applications where you'd use an excavator or a loader, if you're offsite and you're away from the power grid, yeah. then the only alternative would be to bring in big diesel generators where you would charge these things at night using diesel power and it would completely defeat the purpose. So then you'd end up with a, you know, the same carbon footprint or more and and a huge capital outlay. So yeah. It's certainly not the first tier of low-hanging fruit when you're, when you're talking about electrification. So it's one of the harder, but but it's exciting in that regard as well because it's getting into that space now. And you know the batteries keep improving. Cars and trucks have far more range, electric range than they had five years ago. So you can see the market evolving, and eventually that touches more and more segments like this. Well, my I have a friend in Poland who sells 
who works for Komatsu and sells heavy equipment, you know, machines like this for Komatsu. So definitely gonna I took note uh, of the press release saying that this is replacing a diesel-powered Komatsu PC228. And I'm gonna have to, I guess, probably send this to a to my friend and be like, hey, look at this. What's going on? Where's Komatsu's electric option? <laughs> but uh, I'm sure everyone is looking at what Volvo's doing and thinking, well, let's see what happens here. Or 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 maybe they, they're working on machines behind closed doors that um, will be along before too long. I don't know. There's definitely, Komatsu definitely has an option coming out in this in this uh, same size range. Let's say Komatsu, Deer, and Caterpillar all will have a similar sized machine come out and it, and it is a big step as much as it's not, it's, it's not the, let's say the final answer in this, it is a, a step in the right direction. It's a milestone getting to this sort of mid-sized machine. And certainly all, all of the, the folks in the industry are going to learn from this and continue to develop, you know, better technologies. Yeah, and uh, and this has been utilized, as you said, in Sweden. Also, uh, you guys point out in China, where you know they they're basically at the front of the curve for electrification of everything these days. You also note that the construction industry is responsible for forty percent of energy related carbon emissions, which I think is something that we probably mostly know, but we often just forget or discount because we focus on consumer goods, we focus on consumer vehicles and homes and stuff, and and really, though, construction is just a it's such a beast for for everything. So energy related uh, materials related. So we have to really I mean, we have to we have to figure out ways to keep cleaning up, you know, keep dropping emissions in this sector. Anything else to say on that? I feel like Skanska has been I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of statements from Skanska over the years of of working towards you know, improving this. But uh, maybe you could tell me more what you what you can say about the company in this regard. Sure. I see the, the company's been committed to environment for my entire tenure with the company and prior to that as well. Uh, one of the first companies to have environmental statements and environmental standards in the construction arena. And related to, you know, you look at the carbon that's in the built environment and uh, certainly a big piece of it is in the construction process, which is what we're really talking about here is the, the assembly of the assembly and disassembly of the the product. Uh, a big chunk of the carbon footprint from the built environment ends up really being in the materials as well as in the life cycle energy to uh, keep a building, you know, hot or cold or lit, air filtered. All those all those systems are really uh, important to the obviously the health of the people in the building but also the energy consumed from the building. Yep, certainly. There's a lot to it. It's not just excavators, that's for sure. So you guys note that this is a 90-day a trial. So you're one week in, and it's one of four pilot programs in North America for you. Two questions here. One, can you say where the other programs, pilot programs are, or you can't say that yet? And two, what are you looking for in this? What are you looking to test and examine and just sort of evaluate in this in this pilot program? Okay, yeah. So with the the other pilot programs, this is actually just one of four machines in the in the in North America. So there are four total machines. Skanska has received this one. Uh, I know that 
there was another pilot going on with another. Oh, I see. So it's one of four for the machine overall, not one of four for Skanska. Correct. Correct. And, okay. and and this this item actually came to us through uh, a relationship with Sunbelt Rentals. Sunbelt's uh, one of the one of the larger uh, rental companies in the country, and between Sunbelt and United Rentals, we have really good relationships with both of those companies, and they're both on the cutting edge of technology related to sustainability. They you know they both care, as it pertains to our pilot and what we're really looking to get out of it is you know sometimes you learn just as much from things that don't work as you do from things that do work and for us though i mean we can tell you already we would like to find the appropriate application for this particular machine where we can use it and be effective in terms of reducing carbon but also effective in terms of of the cost of the machine as well and yeah you've got to use it enough to probably it's probably got a higher capex higher upfront purchase price and you probably have lower operational costs but you have to use it enough to bring the cost cost savings higher than the upfront um, premium right absolutely and there'll be a lot of those we call them byproducts of utilizing this electric machine where you know it's, it's it doesn't have engine oil changes and as much as that seems sort of trivial it's getting a, a truck and a, a technician and the oils and the filters and all of that. And then the, you know, the life cycle of those as well, they have to be you know, stored and then decommissioned as well. So there's, there's quite a bit of not only emissions, but cost involved in those types of services. Lower fuel costs. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And fuels, you know, a, a volatile item. Yeah, uh, that's well, that's one of the, I mean, as a business, you want predictability, right? You want some certainty and with fuel costs always being a wild card, it's that's one of the benefits I know companies have with electrification is you it's pretty much stable. It rises the cost, but it's not like it's it's jumping all over the place like the price of diesel or or gas can do. Well, this is yeah, I, I know you sent pictures, so we'll have to include those uh, in the in the uh, article about this, but we're excited to look at them and uh, and share them. Any final comments? Any final thoughts on on this uh, that we missed? I, I I think there's a couple actually. You know, along with Scans's commitment to the environment, you, you really look for you know changing the industry here. And I hope hopefully your your this podcast can you know resonate with some people. We we really look at. Battery technology is a, a, a good first step here, but to to really move the needle with the construction assembly process we're talking about, or even even the you know earth moving for construction, which tends to be a little more carbon intense, we need a breakthrough technology. We really do. You know, of all the guys that are out there, men and women, young and old who are working in labs and things. You know, and empower them to come up with a breakthrough technology that powers these machines in a in a more efficient manner. We really need it. If if um, you know, we'd love to get to where hydrogen is a, a viable option for these mobile environments like this. All right, thanks. And yeah, and so I think we co- we covered quite a lot of inter- interesting ground here. But uh, you probably have to get back to work uh, digging up the ground. So I'll leave you to that and. Uh... <laughs> enjoy have you actually sat in the in this electric excavator have you 
Have you used it personally? I haven't been in the one in LA. I was in the one in Sweden. Uh, that must have been a fun trip too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, Sweden's ahead of the curve on electrification of buses and and trucks. And uh, so it's not surprising at all that they're up there with this as well. Appreciate the chat. Have a good day over there in LA. Good luck using the, the new machine. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. Walk, 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 walk,